What's up, y'all? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Tug of More. Oh, man, it's that time again. That's right. I love Tug of More time. Do you listen? Yeah. Like, do you go back and listen to what we say? Yeah, I try to watch it on YouTube, but then I sometimes switch to the podcast. But yeah, I, I listen. I at least listen if I don't watch. Man, we have been dropping some bombs. The amount of engagement that we got over our church hurt. Oh, my word. Um, good, that? bad, sad, happy, healing. So yeah. many, so many people have reached out. Oh, good. And uh, super excited That's about right. everything. No, it's been fun. And so, welcome to our permanent, temporary space. And uh, we're having fun together. I've been, I've been excited about the top of the year. I feel like we've got some new, fresh stuff that we're bringing, new content, sure. new uh, things. And then, as our team here at More Church, we've been able to like launch into some new things. And so, I'm excited about the next 100%, season. Hundred percent. So if you're new to the Tug of More, if you haven't uh, watched or listened That's before, right. we're just two friends that are trying to step into everything that God has, and there's a tension there. There's a tension between where you are and where you want to be, and that's what we call the tug That's right. of more. Yep, and so we just have a conversation, the two of us, about different things, different areas where we've learned, different areas where we've screwed it up, different yeah. areas where... Uh, Which God's, is really the majority of our content. Yeah, most of it is about what we screwed our up. Our epic failures. Somebody in one of the church conversations wrote me and said, thank you for your vulnerability. That must be really hard. Yeah. And they said, uh, but, I, but it actually is helpful. Like, it's hard to go back to those places, but it's helpful to move forward. And that's the goal of Tug of More, is yeah. that we can all just step into the more that God has for us. Yeah, a lot of the stuff that we talk about is what we have walked through, yeah, in the yeah. past. I was, uh, I've been recently super transparent in some messages on Sunday. That's true. And so I have uh, people, mostly like older people that yeah. aren't used to that transparency, that are coming up to me and saying like, are, are you okay? <laughs> You know, like, are you, are because you having I would have a, to be totally in a mess in are, order to ask, actually Are you having that? a mental breakdown? Yeah, right. And I'm like, uh, well, I'm kind of admitting that I did. Right. I'm kind of talking about what I had <laughs> at one through. point, but I'm not now. Uh, but that's the, the thing about what we walk through is that we have the opportunity to share it with other people to help them because yeah. we're all just humans walking through different seasons of life. And so, man, uh, you know, somebody else who's having probably a mental breakdown this morning Who? is that kicker from the Cowboys because oh. of what the junk y'all now I'm not a sports guy. No, I don't not follow. Really. I don't follow sports, but, but I will go with a large group of friends and cheer for whatever team they point me at. That's <laughs> whatever team they point you in the direction of said, this is our team. You said, Whoever okay. Aaron's cheering for. That's right. Whitney's husband, I'm cheering for. That's right. And so, yeah, dude, I've been, you know, if you're not a sports guy, every once in a while, there's something in sports world that pulls you in. Right. And here in Texas, the cowboy kicker missing four <sighs> kicks this became, poor guy. became a topic of conversation. Well, because one, it's a record. Like no one has ever sucked that bad in the history of professional sports that consistently in one game. No one's ever missed four in a row. That's the worst. It's the worst. And then this, uh, we just watched, uh, sadly, the Cowboys, again, choked in the playoffs. But we watched that game together. You came, we all hung out, yeah. a bunch of us on our team, and watched it. And what was sad for him, I felt sad for him, is that Jerry Jones, the not the... Not the head coach, not even like that. Money bags. But the Scro owner Scrooge of McDuck. the guy in charge, the guy who decides if he gets a paycheck or not, came down on the field. And I'm like, if I could have just been a fly to hear what he said. That's real helpful. I'm sure it was extremely just, helpful. Just the other day, we, uh, I think we said to Wyatt, we said, hey, Wyatt, can we talk to you? And, <laughs> and his eyes were like, yeah. what? And it... Imagine what the kicker feels right. when Jerry and Jones. Even if all he said to him was, hey, man, you got this. I know you screwed it up last game, but you can do it. You know that is not what he heard. What he heard was, you suck real bad, and you yeah. better not screw it up again. And he did a little bit. You he know, I mean, I can imagine the worst part is all the eyes upon you, mm -hmm. and then all of the people that you know are talking trash. Yeah. But you know what? What? The people talking trash can't kick no field goal. That's true. They probably uh, couldn't do it either. We're in your living room last night yeah. and everybody is talking noise. Yeah. And I'm like, ain't ain't one of these Our people. Our governor is even talking noise. <laughs> oh yeah. Our governor, uh, Greg Abbott, he sh shots fired. Can we put that? Dude, dude can't, dude's in a wheelchair. Right. And he and says, so he I can kick as well. <laughs> ridiculous so like i'm saying it's got to be tough when yeah. everybody's saying that what a loser you are yeah but you know he's he's got to remember 
Y'all ain't doing nothing. That's true. You're eating Doritos sitting on your couch with a beer belly. Yeah. Talking smack. You know, it kind of made me think about our like church hurt conversations that we had and like some of the places where we've talked about like you're you're fired, (laughs) all these things. Because as leaders of an organization, they are in a hard spot. Yeah. They're paying this bro a million dollars. Yeah. And he literally, well, 965,000 or whatever. And he literally has one job, one job to <laughs> one kick. One job, and he's on the field for like 19 seconds. Yeah, or something. that's it. Yeah. And like, and like, it, it it's set up well. He's not like normally gonna get tackled. Like he's normally just like all you gotta do is kick the ball. Yeah. And uh, it's just funny because I can see both sides of what you're saying. This poor kid, he's like, shut up, you can't do what I do, leave me alone. But on the other side of it, uh, yeah, but we only need you to do this one thing, and if you can't do it, but how much of it? Sorry, is bro. the ability to kick oh. versus the ability to kick under pressure. Oh, 100%. It was a Because the guy, the guy probably the next day, oh. Monday after he missed them all, he goes to, the, he goes to practice, yeah. bang, 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 right. bang. Right. I imagine hits, he hits has like all. a bruise on his foot for kicking like 300 after the, that day. Like yeah. I would just stand there all day and be like, I can't do it. What happened? Oh, poor yeah, guy. Yeah, but under pressure, it's different. Yeah. No, it's true. When I was young... Uh, learning to, I guess, preach. I'm still yeah. learning to preach, but uh, I would preach in my bedroom or mm-hmm. in my office or whatever when nobody would be there. And dude, I would preach so good. Right. Like when nobody was around, it was just me. I felt like my jokes hit and my points were good and my scriptures. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. <clears throat> but then you walk out on stage and all the eyes are looking at you and you're like, Duh. Yeah, the lady coughs, <coughs> and then the baby yeah. cries, wah, wah, and yeah. you're like, uh, oh, crap. Yeah, and so yeah. there's something very real about about being under pressure. Absolutely. No, it's funny. I just, it was a funny, like, oh, my word, uh, what is even happening? But we were all coming together. Yeah, too sadly hate on this kicker. I felt bad for Poor him, guy. but that's okay. Hey, bro, you're probably not watching, but if you are, we love you. The yeah, that's more. right. We believe hey, in you. let's you get can that guy it. and interview him. I wish we could. Let's interview him How and talk about navigating failure. Right Everybody, now. He's literally, live. He's like going to move under a bridge for the next six, six months. He's like, going to come here and talk to us. Don't talk to me. Yeah, Mister, I don't know anything about sports. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> okay. We have had a uh, whirlwind of a weekend. That's true. So uh, this last week we had our staff harbor weekend. That's true. And then it's Monday right now, and then we had two services yesterday. Yeah. My brain and, feels a little like uh, the holy hangover that they talk about. Holy hangover, okay. My daughter went to school today, and uh, she is also a part of our staff team. And so she was with us all weekend, and then there on Sunday. And then because she's still a senior in high school, she also had like choir stuff this weekend. And she made a post that said, they say ministry is a sacrifice. <clears throat> today hits, uh, t- nothing hits stronger than that today. And I was like, Yes, that's kind of how we feel yeah, today. Yeah, waking up Monday. It's like the Monday after a huge uh, event because for us, it's not as emotional as the Cowboys game is. Yeah. Our, what we do, the ministry, the life the, that we lead, like is so emotionally taxing. And yeah. so it's not just that you and I spent the weekend with a lot of words coming out of our mouth and then you spent Sunday also with a lot of words coming out of your mouth. We were pouring emotionally, yeah. spiritually, mentally, like as well into the team that I think you wake up feeling a little bit like, what day is it? Where am I? Yeah, where where am I? <laughs> Does my brain work? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're not only preaching, no. but then you're talking to everybody. I had a weird conversation. You did? Yeah, we can't talk about it yet. Oh, man. I had a weird one. But You ever have one of those like, what is happening? I w- mid conversation, Enrique walks by, and I like wait. I'm like Enrique, get over here, get and help over me here. Out. You got to yeah. hear what I'm what I'm hearing right now. <laughs> well, it's that, and then the thing of it though is as emotionally taxing as it was, I also feel the most satisfied today 100%. because I feel like what you and I started. I don't know how many years ago did we shift from staff retreat or staff advance <clears throat> to yeah. this harbor weekend. What we started and intended years ago never felt like it came together more intentionally and more with what we were planning to do with yeah. it than it did this past weekend. No, I think that's great. And, yeah. and I, I agree. So let's, let's talk, let's talk about, about it. it. Yeah. I think that, you know, every organization has some, um, budget 
or some focus on staff development. Absolutely. They, you know, hire some guy and he comes in and has everybody do trust falls. Right. And they go do like a ropes course and yeah, they like or listen like teachers. to a motivational teaching. Yeah. I remember yeah. Rachel had to go to so many different, um, like continuing education things yeah. to learn about her craft more. Yeah. And that was part of the school budget as well yeah. for her, uh, for her job. And yeah, yeah, no matter who you are, what you are doing in life, the more development is necessary. Yeah, and so uh, churches are no different. Absolutely. And so I think for a lot of years, churches did staff retreats. Yeah. That's what they would call them. Yeah. Staff would go away, they'd get a cabin somewhere, or a hotel or yeah. whatever. And it would be a time of like prayer and reflection and like focus. But there was also like a lot of work that like would get planning done. Planning and calendar and like. Budget yeah. and, and events and critique and brainstorm. Right. And it was, it, at least in my experience, they were essentially a long staff meeting. Right, right. Like the kind of normal stuff that you would do in a staff meeting, uh, you're there just pushing through mm -hmm. more content yeah. and prepping for what's next. And, uh, and for us, it felt like we wanted to do something a little bit different other yeah. than a staff retreat or a staff advance, which did the same thing, just semantics. Yeah. Retreat is pulling away, advance is looking forward. Right. And, uh, and so we developed what we call Harbor Weekend. That's right. And uh, so if you are a leader in any capacity, I think that this is worth hearing. Right. Because sometimes you shouldn't only be talking calendar, budget, leadership, flow patterns, logistics, assimilation. You should also be talking some other stuff. Well, let's talk about that part first. Yeah, what, the harbor. Well, well, I mean, the idea that we had to shift our mindset from what we'd always seen done, what right. we'd always been a part of, well, and determine that's not working fully for us, yeah. what are we going to do? The shift was get stuff done to get healthy. Right. So we put all of those other things on the shelf. Yeah. We still have those conversations. A hundred percent. We still talk budgets and agendas and schedules. You have and to. Goals. We still talk all that stuff, but we felt like we needed time to really get healthy. And so the heart of it was just birthed with the idea of uh, Harbor. Right. We, for a number of years with our families, have went to Cabo San Lucas. Cabo San Lucas. And that's right. Cabo, like the city, the tourist portion yeah. of Cabo, is a harbor. Yeah, it's it's a, a beach area, but there's this huge harbor where all the restaurants are, where a whole bunch of shops are, and so many boats. All Jerry Jones even keeps a boat there, yeah. like speaking of, but like it we is. We do harbor. not keep a boat there. We do not have a boat. We <laughs> just go stay in a hotel and walk around the harbor. But yeah. there in the harbor, you see all different types of ships, all different uh, sizes, all different functions, but they all come in for one specific purpose. Right. You 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 come into the harbor for a shield right. from what's happening out in the wild, right, what's happening right. in the ocean. They they come in to a place of safety. Uh, for a couple of years, we lived in Houston, and it was a big harbor area yeah. where freight uh, boats would come in and right. shipping container boats and fuel tankers would come in. And if there's a big storm out on the water, all of the boats would pack the harbor because yeah. there would be these natural reefs. In Cabo, there's a big mountain right. that comes around, and it stops the waves. It, right. it breaks up the what's happening out in reality. Right, right. And so for us, Harbor Weekend is a time that we stop doing the ministry right. and are able to be ministered to. Yeah, like I've heard the phrase before that ships, uh, they dock in the harbor, but they weren't made for the harbor. Right. We believe very strongly that we are made to push forward, to tug yeah. into more to all that God has for us. And so we spend the vast majority of our year, of our time, of our work life out yeah. doing the job, the task that God's called us to do. And just like a boat, though, there are times where we have to come in, we have to dock, we have to restock, refuel, reload, all of these things. And so that's what we intentionally do. Yeah. And so in a harbor, there's a couple different things that happen. Yeah. And we yeah. just listed a bunch of them. The no, boat comes in to the harbor to have repairs done. Yeah. If a prop is broken off the boat or there's a hole in the hull, there's a repair right. that needs to happen. And that's very hard to happen in the middle of a storm. Absolutely. So there's there's repair, there's uh, refueling. Right. If you're, you've been out working, right. transporting stuff, carrying a heavy load, moving things around, you run out of fuel. Right. Right. We just did a message uh, at More Church talking about the, the importance of having oil. Right. Right. The, the parable of the 10 virgins, that you have to have oil, you have to have a supply that you can keep pulling from to keep shining. So we, we repair, we refuel, we restock. Right. All the people on the boat need to eat something. Right. You got to you got to restock. We get refocused. Yeah. 
there's a, uh, a new assignment that's coming, mm -hmm. right? right? And so you come to the harbor and you receive your redirection, your refocus, like here's where you're going next. We reload. Yeah. Here's the new thing that we're carrying. Here's right. the, the pressure, the focus, because for us, for our staff, we've had seasons that we're carrying one thing, right? But then we had to offload that, and right. now we're in a new season. We're carrying a new thing, Absolutely. so we have to to reload. Yeah, and so I think it's important to kind of talk through some of those because we take it very literal. It's not just an illustration that's cute. Correct. It's but, not just our cute intro. Right, but it's an actual piece. And so the first one you said is repair, and I think that's really good. Uh, to actually talk about and be open about what it is that we do there because okay. in repairing, it's not just uh, repairing maybe a department where we they've lost some volunteers. It's not just repairing a, a, a piece of... Uh, it's not repairing the ministry. It's repairing the staff. Correct. Repairing their hearts. Yeah, repairing even relational things that maybe yep. haven't gone perfectly. You and I have said I'm sorry around those tables more yep. times than we've said other things because uh, season are tough and they're hard you know we've gone through probably the the hardest two years of ministry that i think most churches have encountered since sure. covid and yeah. all of those things in the last you know 50 to 100 years anyways and so for us that harbor time is really we got to repair our hearts our minds and our relationships together yeah. and and that's something that can't be done uh in just a two-hour window that's why we go away for two and a half days and really take the time to sit and say, okay, we're going to dig in. And the only way repair happens is when everyone's hearts are open and yeah. vulnerable and humble. And so it's an important, it's an important piece that I think it goes beyond a level of just the words, but it's really understanding this is intentional. There's going to be, there's going to be real conversation around this table. Yeah. Real conversation. Yeah. I forgot one. Okay, go. Reconnect. Yeah. Absolutely. So a boat comes into harbor because the dudes or the ladies out on the boat haven't seen family. Right. And all they've seen are the work staff. Yep. And I feel like I'm not a sailor. I've never been a sailor. But the dudes come in, they go into town, they grab a beer, right. they eat a burger. And now the guys they've been on the boat with, they're reconnecting relationally. Right with the world, not yeah. just not just not working. Just with the work that they so do. they're so they're reconnecting. So yeah. I don't know where we start. We could walk through those. No, I think I we think, could talk through what we've done. Yeah. How we've done some of these. Because I think what you mentioned, us going to Cabo, what we recognized is that the unique dynamic that you and I have in the way we work together. Yeah. And then with our spouses, Aaron and Rachel, you know, before we worked together, mm -hmm. we were really great friends. And the first few years of us working together, we learned, like, if we're not careful we're only going to be working. We're not going to mm -hmm. be in relationship anymore. We're not going to be, not that we're not in relationship, but our relationship is only going to be surrounded by work. We only talk the job. Yeah. Yeah. And so now we're real intentional that at least once, if not twice a year, we go away together, the four of us to yeah. do all of these things. And so it was birthed out of an understanding that like, if we want to do this for the long haul, um, then we're going to go. We've got to in, get into a harbor. We've got to go into it and we've got to yeah. be intentional. And so it is a sacrifice. It does take a lot of work and energy, but uh, it's so valuable. And so uh, anybody who's a part of any organization might feel like, oh, that's interesting concept, but what? You're going to go kumbaya? And I think a lot mm -hmm. of people on our team have felt that way, maybe if they've never been a part of it before. In the beginning. In the yeah. beginning. But then once they're apart, they're like, oh, I've never seen anything like this before. And so, yeah, I think we could just unpack what it looks like, how we've done it before, what yeah. we've learned through it. Yeah. So, um, we uh, started, when we first started trying to do Harbor, we did it at the same place that we did um, yeah. staff, re retreats. staff retreats, yeah. a hotel, conference room, mm -hmm. whiteboards, right. projection devices, yeah. like marble table. Right. And it, it wasn't right. It was very cold. It was cold. It was hard to be vulnerable and... Uh, yeah, sit around a cold atmosphere yeah. all at the same time. And so when we were a little smaller staff, yeah. we one year rented a beach house in Galveston. Yeah. It was one of those like beach houses that sleeps. Oh man. 12. Oh, yeah. we take all the spouses. Oh yeah. So it's if you, important. if you get a paycheck from the church, stipend, janitorial, right. anybody, anybody, you're apart. Right. This is not just for us. Yeah executive no. pastoral no anything everybody who's there 
and their staff or fiancés. Right. Fiancé is the like barrier of like, oh, this is a legit relationship. Yeah, their wedding you ain't bringing, be- you ain't bringing your boyfriend. No, but like if your wedding's within the next six months, yeah, you're, okay, com- you're okay. coming. <laughs> and so all the spouses are there. Yeah. And uh, so we rented a beach house. And man, you know what was great about it is it breaks up everything because everybody's sleeping under one roof. Right. And we all like go to the grocery store together yeah. and load carts with food. Yeah. And we cook breakfast together. Yeah. And cook lunch together. Yeah. And then we will go to somewhere for dinner. And it saves money. Right. And it's hilarious. It's super fun. Because everybody makes their eggs different. Like yeah. everybody does the pancakes different. Yeah. And so you learn so much about each other just in like that dynamic of living. You know, it's the same as when you first get married and you're like, what? Yeah. You do it like that? But this is how we got to know each other well. You get to this. And again, this is the goal. Yeah. We're reconnecting. We get to yeah. know each other well. So now in the kitchen, people that normally don't cross paths. Right. Are crossing paths making breakfast because they're similar personalities. Yeah. There's the people that sleep in and are slow, <laughs> but then there's the people that wake up and are making cinnamon rolls and pancakes. Right. And, and so remember when A-Rod, love A-Rod, yeah. he was a part of our staff team. Yeah. Um, and him and Aaron yeah. would be in the kitchen For sure. cooking up breakfast making and Rachel, people that might not normally right. be working together. And so they're just making this big absurd breakfast. Yes. But even the walk around the grocery store is a win. Oh yeah. Because you see what cereal people like and it's it's getting our staff outside of the normal context. Right. And we would buy so much breakfast food, there's no way we're gonna be able to eat it all. But it was still cheaper <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. than taking everybody to 100%. breakfast. 100%. Breakfast food is, um, so, is the best. So we did the beach house. Yeah. And uh, dude, we were crammed up in there. We, we rented there a- There was like a hurricane, remember? We got strapped oh. in there. So that was actually- What's fun about it is once you uh, have fully embraced it, then yeah. it was like, we had a blast. Are we going to die here or are we going to be in this together? You're all in like pajamas. Yeah. So the boardroom. Correct. Is a very you're different You're in a vibe. hotel. Right. You, you have to vibe. dress a certain way, but right. we're like Crocs and socks. Yeah. You know, yes. like in our meetings, so everybody's a little bit more comfortable right. in the in the conversation. Absolutely. It sets the tone for a more relaxed environment, which yeah. then can make you relax, let down the guard, let down the perfect performance yeah. that norm like some employees <clears throat> have, let down their regular way that they are perceived, and it allows for so much. Yeah. We did uh one where we rented a the biggest Airbnb we could find. Yeah. And there was one in a couple cities over that was, I don't want to call it a mansion because it makes it sound like we spent an absorbent amount of money. No. We didn't. I would call it a mansion if I lived in it. Yeah. It was huge. It was able to sleep like 30 people. Yeah. But it was because they had bunk beds. They'd turn the garage into bunk bed area. Yeah. They had like an outside house, like Like a pool house or something. And uh, and so we rented that. It was only like... 800 bucks a yeah, night. Yeah, it was not crazy. Which you might sound like a lot of money, but if you're having to buy 15 hotel rooms, it's way cheaper. Yeah. And so the same, breakfast, and they had the, uh, <clears throat> what's the tether ball? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like one of our greatest memories, like we're out as a staff playing tether ball, and Enrique and White are playing, and Enrique swings, but he swings too hard, and he hits White in the in mouth. The face. White gets in a bloody the lip. actual face, yeah. We had a bunch of people jump into a creek, like, it was out because you're sleeping in the same kind of yeah uh, qu- quarters quarters yeah. context yeah it makes the whole thing connection absolutely not just uh, meeting go to your room right no I think that that's <sighs> the best part of it and as our team has gotten bigger it's the, gotten harder to find a place <clears throat> that will hold us all but yeah. the but the relaxation the ease and then the speed. Like when you're not having to hurry up, get in a car, drive a place, go somewhere, yeah. but you're just staying in the same location, um, it allows you to go at a slower pace. Yeah. And for us and our team, man, we're running at the speed of yeah. ministry, running at the speed of more all the time. And this allows a little bit slower, a little bit step back. Yeah. Uh, we don't start at 8 a.m. We start at 9 yeah. or like, you know, we give it a little more. And 
And uh, it just makes for a fun environment. This last one, like we ended up on a grassy area where people are doing cartwheels and flips. Like so Phil stupid. can do a full like front flip, like a gymnast. I'm like, wait, what? And, and all but- the all the guys started calling out each other to see who could race. Yes. And they're running and Pastor Tim was, I think he beat Amanda. He might have Tim beat wanted it. to I race might- Amanda and Amanda was like, remember. no. But Tim, I think he smoked it. I think he did. But like, it's absurd, but it, but it's the best because it allows you to see sides of people that you never see yeah. in a nine to five, Monday through whatever yeah. environment. Yeah. Now, it sounds like we're just talking about taking our staff on a camp to camp, but it's, it's very, there's a lot of intentional time. Well, yeah, but you and I went to camp. No, I mean like I mean like went. day fun camp. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it sounds say. like all we've said so far seems like a waste of time and a waste of money. But maybe we never even realized that before. Maybe that's part of where it came from in our hearts is that you and I both went to camps that drastically changed our life, where Massive. God was able to speak to us yeah. and really move. And so, like, yeah, it is a little bit, but there's so much intentional time, and probably the reason why they act so goofy out in the space is because of what we do in the meeting time that we're actually yeah. together is so much more intense uh, that, yeah, you just got to be a little goofy afterwards. Yeah. So let's talk about that part. Well, well, I was, you were oh, saying go. this yeah. time we, uh, because of the size of our team, how oh, we've yeah. grown, we went back to the hotel. Mm-hmm. And so now we're at a hotel, yeah. but we found one that has a massive, um, I don't even want to call it conference room. Right. Um, meeting space. Meeting space. So they're not just around a table. Yeah. You can you can do stuff. And so we were able to play games and throw stuff and Yeah. As I long as the like hotel director didn't come in, it was fine. My wife <laughs> at one kidding. point started throwing full bananas. Yeah. Like Rachel's, mash full bananas. They were mashed crazy up. Person. But yeah, it was fine. Okay. Uh, yes. But I was going to say, but if you hear that and think, man, I don't have the budget. Something we did one year in the beginning is I called a friend of mine who's a pastor. Yeah. And I asked if I could use his church to have a Harbor Weekend meeting. Yeah. Because it was not in the budget to rent anything. No, right. We couldn't. Now, the beach house was really cheap. Well, we got it at like a. Oh, we, I bought it we at, got a, it at, at a, a I wanted an auction. Of a place that we support, like a local charity that we support. And so, and mm-hmm. so it was like, oh, this is part of our budget anyway. To yeah. Do. yeah. But I'm saying, if you think I don't have the budget to do that, right. yeah, you do. Call a friend who's a pastor and say, hey, can I use your auditorium? Can I use your yeah. lobby? to have some of these meetings with, yeah. my, with or my staff. We've even in, in past seasons not been able to do the full harbor, but have even done all days in our own building, but we drastically changed the space. Remember, yeah. we were like, oh, we're gonna make it where it's normally set like this. We're gonna set it backwards and sideways and over and less like that. Yeah. Because it's just about shaking up the norm and making a space that's different than where you've been before. And so, um, and then it's figuring it out. We've we've done it before and gone, well, that didn't really work. Let's yeah. change it this way next time. Oh, I didn't like this piece. And like, uh, what I, I love is that our team, they start this time, the ones who had never been before start asking questions to the ones who or have been before. And they kept saying, are they gonna, is it gonna be like this? Are they gonna do that? Are they gonna do these things? And everyone else in response to them was like, we actually have no idea because we never actually know what it's gonna different. be. It's always different until it happens, but I can promise you it'll be good. Yeah, we, uh, Winnie and I always take some time to pray and to figure out where the team is. Yeah. And say, okay, what do we need? Not what do we need to do, what do we need? And not what do we need from them, but what do they need, they need from, us. from us? Right. And what do they need God. from God? Right. And so we take that pretty seriously to make sure that we're doing the right things in the right moments. Yeah. So let's talk about what we're doing in those yeah. blocks. Well, something that we kind of even realized this time that we maybe never identified before is that we take a little bit of intentional time in three areas in team health. Team health. In emotional health, emotional which is health. the vast majority. Yeah. And then in our spiritual health. Yeah. And so we identified it this time, like, hey, we're going to block <clears throat> it up into these three areas. Did we stay in that perfect thing? No, not necessarily. But it helps identify, okay, this area, we're focusing together collectively as a team. Yeah. That together we're repairing some stuff as a team. That we're working to talk through some dynamics as a team. Then we go to our emotional health, which I love, is a reflection of... Not necessarily uh, what I said, not what we need out of them, but what do they need to know about themselves? Yeah. What does God need to speak to them 
where is the next step that they need to take in their own healing and emotional uh, support? And so, yeah, it, it's just such a great uh, way of helping everyone open up, chill out, and go, okay, this is where we're focused. Now let's see what God's going to do. Yeah, and so uh, you want to just talk through those yeah, three? Yeah, So which one first? Team health's easiest, right, yeah. to start? Yeah. I think so. What did we do this time? Um, we talked through... Uh, I'm trying now. I'm like, Oh, what did we do? No, in our team health, we talked through just some regular dynamics of the fact that we're in a really weird season right now. Oh yes. And so, so we talked about bandwidth. Remember? Yeah. So at each of those three things, yeah. something I say a bunch is that I just use my life as a canvas to paint a bond for others growth. Right. That means I have to be transparent Absolutely. with my life. And so we talk about where we currently are as a church right. and the struggles that we're facing. Right. And so like right now, what we talk about is how everything feels unsteady. Mm-hmm. Everything feels shaken. We're in a rental facility. I've been having a hard last year. And so that's shaken some things. We've had staff transitions. Yeah. We've had so many people leave the church. Dude, we've had so many people leave our church that we literally could start three other churches out of it. Right. <laughs> And it's I think true. that might have happened. And then maybe it did happen. I don't know. People leaving all over the place. Yeah. And that hurts. Yeah. And it shakes your teams. Right. It, because old faithfuls aren't there anymore. Right. And so you got these new people that have been coming in that you're trying to even get to know what their names are and who their yeah. kids are and their wife. And, all. Well, and, and so we, make, we talk about the awkward first. Yeah, exactly. It can make them feel like one, one thing we talked about was like they're out of bandwidth because they, they've lost some people that normally would have helped them or they stepped into, we've had people on the team that literally had no training, no understanding of the area they stepped into, but they were like, it, it's a ball that needs to be caught. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And so uh, we talked through that. And then, you know, I think for some of them, until we were able to just say it and talk it out loud, you can start to feel like some of that is your fault. Yes. That you didn't do a good enough job that you didn't carry it correctly, but people are people. And so like we were able to sit and talk, not just through the struggle, but then how we're going to help each other in that struggle, how we're going to help steady ourselves into the next season, how we're going to, I'm going to help you stay stay steady and stable. You're going to help me stay steady and stable and all around the table, which opens up. We, we all have we all have work problems. We all have situations on our teams that makes us be vulnerable. Uh, without having to be deeply vulnerable first. Yeah, you know? and so we we go around the room, something we do at all three of these things is we go around the table mm-hmm. and we let everybody talk about their struggle, Yeah, what they're dealing with. Right. And um, it takes a long time. Yeah. Like this is a long time for everybody in the room. We have 30 people at, at this last Yeah, with 30 like, people. That's a long time. Even if at one point you leaned over to me and you said, if they talk for two minutes, that means we're, listening for an hour just this one just question. this one thing and some of the things that we're going to get into people are talking for 10 12 right. 15 minutes yeah and so we have them go around and talk about the areas of ministry that they're struggling beat up tired in yeah and what it does is it creates empathy all around the table absolutely so instead of being frustrated that the person didn't get the graphic to you in time right or why the worship team didn't have a guitar player or why they this or this you understand Oh yeah, oh. no, I've, I have felt that before. Right. And I've so I'm going to have some empathy. So yeah. that's team health. Absolutely. And so once we've talked through team health, what, what inevitably happens. And in fact, this time we had to make some new ground rules because in the past our team is full of encouragers. So they would start mm-hmm. encouraging each other in it. And so we, we told them this time they had to have a golden button that they could only inter like interject in one person. But if after that they had to go, uh, and like, tell them later or send them a text later or whatever that was. But what inevitably happens is someone else has great input to give that helps not only solve the problem, but it builds trust in the room. It, when you're, what you're saying with empathy is not just empathy felt, it's empathy spoken. And so when the empathy is spoken, that builds trust around the table, especially when you have people that are new on the team. We, like I said, I think that we had six people there that had never been there before. And so them being able to experience it and see it um, and to understand, oh, this is what's about to happen. They're not about to make me feel bad. They're about to help encourage and build me up um, is a huge piece that gets us ready for the next step, which is the emotional health. The emotional health. And that's the biggest one. I mean, uh, at Moore Church, we have values that we live by and staff values. And one of those, the number one value is above all else, guard your heart. 
Right. And I know it's a scripture, but it's a value that we hold to because everything we do in ministry, it flows out of our emotional health. Absolutely. And, uh, and so we go deep yeah. and, uh, I say shockingly transparent stuff of what I've dealt with or I'm right. dealing with. And, uh, and we allow room to cry. Yeah. We allow room to really talk about what has hurt us and where we're going, not just with ministry, but sometimes, yeah, sometimes in life. People will talk about what's going on with family, right. with their children, with their parents. They'll talk about the heaviness yeah. um, that they're feeling. And so this time we talked about um, our origin. Yeah. We talked, and there's a whole other teaching that I don't think we have to no, get into. No, not today yet. But, but we talked about like our origin story and like the homes that we grew up in. And where we come from massively affects how we, we handle today and who we are today. Yeah. And so I started and I told my origin and where I came from and how that turned into kind of my personality and how I navigate issues. Yeah. And uh, I cried in it. Yeah. And, uh, and we went around the table and it, it's incredible Yeah. to hear stories. I wish I could share them, but to hear trauma that people have walked through, to hear how crappy people, par people's parents have been <laughs> right? and how people have dealt with neglect and abuse right. and it, it, it creates a, a empathy, a, a understanding of man. If this person's a little rough around the edges, Oh, I see. I see why. Well, we get it. We found that culturally and like society, like we're, we're taught, we're built to cover it up, make it look good. Yeah. Smile, keep smiling, put a veneer, put a false, uh, you know, false cover on what we're walking through in life and to walk out and say, how's your day? Great. Doing great. Always fine. All the things. And it's, it's what we found though, is that the most, uh, the most painful things are really the most universal things. The most mm -hmm. personal things are really the most universal things. And what the enemy is really good at is making us feel isolated and alone yeah. and feel like we're the only ones not okay. And we say it all the time that it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. And when we'll admit that, then we don't have to stay there. But so many people spend their life not okay, but covering it with, I'm fine, I'm great, everything's yeah. good. And so, um, so it is, if you've never been a part of a culture like that, it's very, yeah, jarring, shocking. Jarring. Uh, like, whoa, what is even happening here? But also the ground rules of it are very simple, that we're going to be vulnerable and transparent, and nothing you say is going to be used against you at any point in your life. Yeah. Like, you can be as open about it, and I'm not going to later be like, well, see, that's why you're acting that way. But it's the opposite. It's the understanding of, okay, let's remember where we've come from, and let's yeah. walk through it together. And man, it, it creates such a safe place. Yeah such a safe environment for everyone to say, hey, I've been there, I've been there too, and we're gonna heal together. We're gonna walk forward together. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so like we asked that question uh, and we talked through those things and then this time we sent everybody out for something that we do, uh, Pastor Winnie does a great job at, is we get journals for everybody. Yeah. And she buys these Shinola journals and has them like inscribed with their name on the yeah. front of it. Yeah. And so everybody gets a journal and a nice pen. And we sent them out for an hour to go and pray and like wrestle through some of that, mm -hmm. some abiding time, right? Assigned abiding time mm -hmm. because we all should have a prayer life and a devotional life. Right. And, um, but how often do we take just an hour to think about one idea right? and really let God speak to us? Yeah. Um, and then people come back and yeah, talk about, talk about what God yeah. said. You know, another one we did a couple harbors ago, uh, we, we talked about the idea of who, who God says you are. Right. Who does God say you are? And I talked about my struggle with understanding who God says I am. Yeah. Because I identified who they say I am and who I say I am and who the organization says I am. Right. But who does like at the end of the day, forget my title, forget the response, who does God say that I yeah. am? Yeah, yeah. And that was something God took, well, Harbor is always a journey of where we're walking through personally. Absolutely, absolutely. And so we said, we want you to take an hour. Maybe we gave him an hour and a half. Yeah, probably. To, we're in that downtown, we're in Fort time. Worth, and we gave, go, to go somewhere, take an hour and a half and hear from God, who does God say that you are? Yeah. Because that's emotional health. For sure. Hearing from him about you is, is healing. 
And I'm telling you, that was a breakthrough. Like, I still remember what Enrique said. Yeah, right. And our team does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody. Yeah. We've had these moments that, that men are incredible. No, and I think that what you're saying is so good is it's a gift that we don't all receive very often. There's not very yeah. often in my life where somebody says, hey, I just need you to take some time for you yeah. for an hour and a half. Don't do any work. Yeah. Don't answer any phone call. Don't worry. They got it. Yeah. They, they got it. We got it. You just go. Yeah. And you just allow yourself. And yeah, we all can try to find time in our day you know, to have time with God and all of these pieces. But there's always the nagging of what's coming next or who yeah. needs us now or a phone call that comes in or whatever. And the gift of that time has... I've had them uh, all in different moments be like, thank you so much for the time. Yeah. And so it's not only the space, it's not only the vulnerability, but it's also the time to say, hey, this is carved out specifically for you. Now go in here. And so, yeah, they come back and then they share. And again, we're real vulnerable with each other and we're willing to share. And it, you know, it's funny, we talked about it before this last one, because what normally will happen is one person will go and they'll just talk for a minute or two. And then the next person will talk a little longer and a little longer and a little, and, it, and it's like by the end they feel vulnerable, but in the beginning they didn't, uh, they didn't feel as open or whatever. But what was amazing this time is that every time someone spoke, yeah. they were already jumped in, ready to go and fully open. Well, we've created the culture yeah. now because it used to be uh, right. awkward. It used to be people were still putting on that veneer, Facade, yeah. which, you preached a message on the fake veneer, yeah. Long, which we need to link. Yeah, we need to link it. It was so good. Like it, it was such a great message. Yeah. Um. That she, that she did. Well, because because it's the way we're taught. I can remember as a kid being told, "Okay, smile. Like it's time to like put. Don't 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 tell anybody we're fighting about that. Don't tell anybody this is happening." And it was not that my parents were so horrible. It was just the nature of society yeah. in the way that we live, and we're taught to say that everything is okay. And then as leaders, yeah. We feel like we're supposed to be okay. We're yeah. supposed to help other. If we're not okay, how can we help them? Yeah. And that's that's exactly the point. Is that we strive for emotional eliteness, but the only way to get to an emotional elite, elite place is to be vulnerable about where we are at and to yeah. be vulnerable about where we need healing. Yeah. And so it's not that the other part of it is it's not that I don't think we'll ever arrive at a place where we won't do emotional health in our harbor. No. Because we're always going to need healing at yeah. some level in our emotions, no matter how elite we become. Yeah. And so what you said is great, that God's very clear and, and kind to speak to us where we're at and where the team is at ahead of time. And it's always a journey that is more surprising than we expected it to be. But it's so sweet in understanding like, hey, we're in this together and we're yeah. growing together. And uh, man, I just, I walked away feeling so grateful for their willingness to be that vulnerable. And connected. Yeah. Grateful, connected. Um, we did a year where we asked, what are you afraid of? Oh yeah, that was good. Right now, what are you afraid of? I forgot of that one. And like, it was when we did it when we were at that big uh, mansion mm -hmm. house and it had like a big backyard and we let everybody go for a hour and a half, a long time, two hours go and really write down what you're afraid of. Mm -hmm. Because do you know the reason that we don't call volunteers? Yeah. Cause we're afraid. We're afraid we'll get rejected. We're afraid we'll- I'm saying somebody. like yeah. what, we, what, what we could do right. is we could have a retreat where we build a list of how many volunteers you need to recruit and this is your goal and everybody's gonna do it. Ready, one, two, three, yay, we're gonna reach more people. Right. But if you're afraid Absolutely. of rejection right. or you're afraid of what people are gonna think of you, you're never gonna make the phone call. Yeah. And so it's like, let's deal with the deeper issue mm -hmm. than just the fluffy issue of the goal. Absolutely. We did a year where um, we felt like our people needed to be encouraged. And yep. so we got these bags and we wrote everybody's name on a bag. Mm. And then we, we said, over these two and a half days, we want you to write a card of encouragement to, to every person or yeah. to like, Half the half the people. No, I think everyone did for everyone, right? Yeah. And so you had it was just at least you had to write a word, right? Yeah, like it didn't who have you to are. be deep and long and but 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 it could be. Yeah, but it had to be at least a word of encouragement. And um, they hated the name that I gave it. I gave it the name Face Bag because <laughs> it was like Facebook, but we put them in bags, so we called it Face Bag. <laughs> the timeline of encouragement, yeah. 
And Easton's life was shifted. 100%. My kids both, I was going to say, they both still have cards. Uh, Me too. You have them in your room, right? On your mirror in your room. Yeah. And McKinley has them in the bathroom, the kids' bathroom. How many years later? Three? Is it two or three? Three? Two or three? And you know what? That, after we did that Harbor Weekend, is when my truck got broken into. Oh, really? And they stole all my cards. They stole my suitcase my laptop that. my backpack but you know what i was most upset about your cards is the devil stole my literally stole my encouragement <laughs> that'll preach no but I'm, but I'm saying yeah. that's how that's how vital it was, it was but I, re- I remember them yeah, and valuable. a bunch of our team rewrote what they wrote and yeah. gave it to me because in that season mm. we had to be encouraged yeah and so so like we're giving you guys ideas so you can steal them and use them. Yeah. But there's so many more things and it's all dependent on, don't just grab an idea and do it. No. You've got to really identify where, where the team is, where the culture is, and then mm-hmm. speak specifically to that. Well, and you just said, I mean, it's where, it's where God's brought us through. You, you can't really get your team to a place of emotional health if you're unwilling to go there first. Oh, right. I mean, the amount of counseling Right. That we have each done, and in our marriages we've done, right. is what even makes this possible, do- doable, possible, yeah. Or else, me and Rachel would just be a crying mess. Or we'd get up there and give these phony, vulnerable uh, commentaries yeah. that they could see right through. Because people can see right through when you're being, uh, let me come up with an analogy of something to say, or when you're actually sharing. here are the eight points of emotional health. Right, it's absurd, and so like. We literally, it's not perfectly planned. You and I used to sit and write out the outline of the day of the weekend or whatever. And then we would, we would at least spend 30 minutes per section coming up with what we were going to talk about and how we were going to talk about it. Oh, we spent so long whiteboarding. So much. And then this time we talked about it like three months ago. Uh We had an all day where we do a bunch of stuff at our all days, offsite all days. And then... I don't know, a couple weeks beforehand, revisited that list. And pulled out like the major thoughts. The major ideas. And then, I mean, not not to brag on us, I'm not. I'm saying we've let go of the rigidness and allowed the Holy Spirit to work through us. That we did a teaching this time where we literally had, this is the idea, you bring your props, I'll bring mine. Didn't talk about what we were going to say oh. or who's going to use what for what prop. Presented it to the team. And afterwards, they're like, that has to be a sermon series. People need to hear this. Oh, my word. Gold. Such gold. Not that we're brilliant, but that we allowed the Holy Spirit to flow. And we didn't stay so rigid to it that yeah. then God was able to speak through us exactly what was needed. Not just for us, not just for the team, but probably for our whole congregation. Yeah. And, and it so, was so good. So that one specifically yeah. was spiritual health yes. stuff. And out of it, what we'll do at a Harbor Weekend is if we feel like there's a need for a teaching. Yeah. Right? Me giving a 40-minute teaching, right. like Whitney and I or Whitney giving a 40-minute teaching, that's always followed up by a conversation. Always, yeah. It's not like, end of the thing, thank you, bless us, Jesus, right. let's go get lunch. No, no, no. No, no, no. We build the time that if I'm talking for 40 minutes, we're conversating about it for two hours. Two hours, right, right. That's where growth happens. 100%. Because people are able to process out loud and they're able to hear what somebody else says. And how many times in that conversation is what Chris Magden said exactly what Tim needed to hear. Absolutely. And so they're cross-pollinating wisdom to each other and they're taking ideas. Amarisa said something farther than I could. Brady Brady gave a scripture about what we were teaching that's going to be the key. I I put it on my social media. I didn't think of that. Yeah. And it's in that conversation that we're able to really grow. Well, that's the that's the connection and the unity piece of it. I think yeah. so many people, no, all of the people, part of the main reason why anyone has a staff retreat or a staff development ever in the history of the world, whether it is for a Fortune 500 company or a church or whatever in between, they want unity on their team. Yes. They want to build connection, connectivity, so that they can flow together in whatever direction uh, that they're supposed to go. They can perform to the best of their ability as a team in an organization. And what 
what you're talking about, the cross-pollination of wisdom builds such deep-rooted unity mm -hmm. that even if someone transitions or even if someone moves on or whatever, it doesn't shake up the whole thing. It just brings the group tighter together to go, okay, now that this role is gone or now that these responsibilities are missing, how can we come together and keep yeah. moving it forward? And I think that's where you and I have seen so much um, team growth over the years of doing these harbors because there's always going to be transition like good bad or ugly like yeah. people are always going to be moving on but as a team we want to stay unified yeah and so the way we've do we're doing that is by being able to trust each other and to build off of what the other is saying and it's just been beautiful and phenomenal to see but what you're saying is so true that they'll speak such wisdom but then what the processing out loud allows it to really sit yeah. How many times have you gone to a conference and man, in the moment, the emotions you feel, it's changing your life. Yeah. Oh God, I'm never going to be the same. And then a week later, you're like, what was the verse? What did, what they, did they, say? they say? I hope what I read, was it? wrote it down. And you're like, man, can I go find that sermon or listen to it again? Or yeah. can I hear that thing? Because in the moment you were moved, mm -hmm. but there was not the movement forward in your life yeah. because you didn't have time to process it and carry it together. And so... Man, it is it has been invaluable. And so yeah. like to you as a leader, I know in the beginning you're like I want this time to be valuable. I want it to right. really make an impact and help affect the rest of our year. Yeah. But what you found is this like slow down to speed yeah. up moment well, you makes only, a huge difference. You only know how to do what you're doing by what you've seen. Right. And what I'd seen was a black binder right. with an agenda and lessons and calendars and mm -hmm. and so i thought that that's what needed to happen but yeah. over time realized because i mean for us anyways we wear multiple hats mm -hmm. so i wear absolutely boss hat yeah i'm a boss you work here right i'm pastor hat i have a spiritual voice yeah but i'm also a friend right and a fun i want to just fun live guy. life yeah <laughs> but then i'm also kind of a dad yeah now to some of yeah, our team, yeah. maybe to all of the team. Right. And so when you wear all those hats, you have to have a place that you're willing to put all those on. Yeah. And so I think at Harbor, we, we work really hard to take off the boss hat mm -hmm. and to keep on the pastor, right. friend, and maybe most of all, mom and dad hat. Yeah, for sure. The, the mentor, we want to develop you, whether, like we've got one of our guys on our team who's uh, prepping to move. Right, yeah. And I'm real mad about it. <laughs> He's prepping to move. I want to talk about it. No, you but can't I'm not talk gonna, about it anymore. Because I'm off the throne. That's right. <laughs> but you know what? I'm so glad that he was there. Yeah. He's poured into. Right. He's growing. Right. And, and as a dad, yeah. it's making him a better man being in the room. Right. And so I'm glad that for this next six months or however long that he's still here, I'm glad that he's glad that he's here. Well, you just said something that I think is so important that you and I had to establish a long time ago is that do we actually care about these people beyond just what they bring to the table in the exactly. organization? Yeah. Do we actually love them and believe in them and whether they're pouring into this house or another house or or another uh, vocation? Right. Do we believe in them and love them? And are they people worthy of investing in 100%? And yeah. like, yes. And so if we, what we had to do was lay down our desire for the organization to flourish and, and to pick up the desire to see them flourish as people. Yeah. And God's so good to do what he does that that inevitably builds the organization. Yeah. But we don't spend any time. What's, when we first started Harbors, we would do half and half. We would That's do true. like schedules, calendars, budgets, these things. And then we would do, in fact, we would only invite the staff oh, okay. yeah, I to the first day or whatever. And it would be a work day. And then we would invite the spouses to come. And then we would do the like harbor part of it. Yeah. But we found that they were so counterintuitive to each other. Yeah. And those Because everybody hat, walls up when you start yeah, talking those goals. Those hat shiftings, they were too hard. It was yeah. too intense. And so, um, and, and the truth is we have such a, efficient team that it's hard in regular moments to just pastor to just yeah. love and lead yeah. and to just be yeah mom spiritual moms and dads and so now we don't do that there we do it in just a regular staff meeting which then allows so much space yeah there's a lot of different things that that we've done we've sent out sermons mm -hmm. that we want everybody to listen to this message 
before ahead Harvard. We're going to discuss yeah. it. Listen to this podcast ahead of time, and we're going to have a session to discuss it. Read this book, mm-hmm. and we're going to take this book, and we're going to walk through right. it. We've done a lot of things. But do you know what we didn't do at all this time? What? Not once. I don't know. Talk about our values. You're right. And I actually thought about it at one point, but go ahead. Say what you're about to say. Norm, so we have values. I just said that we live and die yeah, by these values. Yeah. And we used to spend a major portion of time at Harbor talking through our values. We would talk about it. The team would discuss it. This time we didn't talk about it literally one time, but do you know why? They already got them. Well, I was going to say, we didn't talk about them except as a reference point. I, so many people. No, you're 100% right. They're, they, they're so ingrained They're in them so now. deep that I didn't even realize it until just now. We didn't even make it a teaching point because we're like, oh, they already got the, they already dude, John them. 316. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they already, they already, they already got know it. that. No, you. That's. It, there was actually a moment where one of our team that I remember thinking. At one point, I just remember thinking, "We don't even have anything about our values in here." Our this specific person, I don't know if they even know them well enough. Should we have done that? Oh gosh, whatever. And then in a sharing moment, they literally said, "Well, you know, because we believe that." Yeah. And set a value, and then said what God was speaking after yeah. that. And I was like, "Oh, they already got it. They yeah, know it. They, they got the values. They do. They do which, it." Which is a good point. We uh, have had churches before have us come in to do their yeah staff retreats, their harbor weekends, and we just do a harbor. That's all we do. Yeah. And uh, one of those teams we got there and had a whole plan and found out they had no staff values and they were struggling because they kind of didn't know who they were and how they did what they did yeah you know and so we came in and helped that whole church develop Mm -hmm. their church and staff values yeah yeah. and that's a that's a whole two-day exercise oh for sure that's a beating yeah but it's the most valuable thing that you could do well because what it isn't is stealing other people's values. No, you could get you, on and take ours, but if it's not who you are, it's a it bunch doesn't of matter. junk. Right, and like for us, we started them, what, five years ago? But they've evolved and shifted even over the years, or like a few have fallen off and a few have been reworded yeah. because it only can be what is who you are and yeah. how you do what you do. And yeah. so that's a fun exercise. Yeah. Uh, that takes being vulnerable and transparent yeah because you have to be willing to admit your shortcomings no we're not that nope we're not not, those people that's not who we are that's not how we're gonna have one about being party starters you cannot have a value that you're party starters unless the pastor's wife is throwing bananas in a conference room if she's not willing to throw bananas (laughs) (laughs) i'm just saying she and i competed in the ping pong tic-tac-toe peanut butter challenge oh yeah yeah <laughs> it was absurd we play we play funny games but, in Harvard too. but like if you are not willing to do things like that if you're not yeah. willing to have a team that does cartwheels outside and flips and all the things then you're probably not party starters you know yeah. and so, so like you but gotta so have, don't don't make it a value right maybe you're more uh liturgical right maybe and that's you're, fine that's fine that's like who you are that's your vibe add a value that we are we are reverent. I don't know. <laughs> we are very reverent about okay, the Lord. So we've had people reach out and yeah. say, hey, man, we feel like our church or our organization needs this specific help. Yeah. H- how do they how do they contact us? No, what do we do? You can email us at is it tug of more at no, what is it? Say it. Tug of more at more at more church tug of more at more dot church yeah. there i said it right tug of more at more dot church or info at more dot church or message on our instagram or our facebook and we'll get it that way too and or so, personally you and i yeah and so we've us. done before where church will bring yeah. us in and we'll do a two two day extensive yeah uh with them and uh i get really we've excited came in, we've came it. in and helped just executive teams yeah yep um it's funny, we, uh, a church brought Aaron and Rachel and Winnie and I in to do some marriage stuff for their church. Yeah. But then while we were there, it also turned into us doing some executive stuff with their executive yes. team. Because we love to help churches get healthy. Right. And identify um, their areas of unhealth. No, it's really fun. create some values. I, I literally texted you the other day. I can't remember even now what it was about. But I just said, I remember typing to you, seven years ago us would not believe that this is actually what it is now can you believe that we get to do this like the team that god has allowed us and the and the health and the and the freedom and the emotional just stability um 
has only been because of this like journey exercise yeah. of where we are now in these harbor weekends that have so become a part of who we are that now the four of us have harbor weekends my family doesn't even realize it but that's what we have on yeah. vacation yeah. is actual harbor weekends like that's what we're doing as people and so i get really excited when we talk about it for others because yeah. i'm like if only they could get what god has given us in this gift and like yeah. good job that yeah, we've job. like j gone on this long crazy journey and allowed ourselves to get out of our comfort the first time we did it was very uncomfortable it was very different well it's uncomfortable because i thought it had to be another way right and once i could throw off the blinders of how i think it supposed to be compared to how it was right then God started doing what he wanted to do. Right. We allowed him to lead it and do it. And in fact, this time on our like agenda, we ended up doing a whole session that wasn't even there because oh, we felt like yeah. this is what's right. And yeah. Go ahead. What? No. And we wrote an impromptu lesson with our team about bandwidth, it was so which good. we have to do. We, we have, have to, to do another episode. We have to episode. do that here. Yeah. So good. Okay. Oh, guys. Love y'all. Love y'all. If you have any us, questions, you have, yeah, hit us up. We would love to come to your business or to your church and help you um, tug into more. That's true. Love y'all. Love y'all. See ya.